Bing, bang, boom, we are recording. <laughs> I thought you just sneezed. Oh my god. I think we do. I think we need our own. We, we need our own. This is all, okay. We should just say this is round two. We just recorded for three minutes and the dogs were like chewing bones and I think the dogs drinking did. water. So they <laughs> utilized every us. noisy thing. They chewed bones, drank oh water, barked, <laughs> sniffed, sneezed. All right. It is December 29th. I think I might have said 28th the first time. No, you didn't. Didn't I? No. no. All right. It is the 29th of December, 2018. We have a very special host guest of mine, Amy Cutler, In Pending Farnsworth. Ooh. Welcome. Welcome. Thank Welcome. you, Michael Cutler, hyphen Farnsworth. <laughs> I think we said on the first take, this is going to change take, over. It's going to be yeah. the Mike Cutler he's audio. Taking, he's taking my last name. Well, we're not sure about that. That's still up for debate. <laughs> Um, so we thought we'd do something a little bit different. So usually we have outside guests, which is obviously super fun. Um, and we have a lot of, a lot of people now kind of lining up over the next few weeks, next few months to really kind of add some all different angles to the podcast. This is fun because it's a little more relationship based. Um, we, yes, um, we, have been in a relationship now uh, for, <laughs> oh my God, it's uh, it's been two years and we recently got engaged. So now girlfriend, Yay! former girlfriend, Thank and you. now fiance, Amy Cutler pending yes. Farnsworth. I proposed to Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so we got engaged on Christmas Eve day. Um, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, yeah. Um, and we've been together for about two years. We'll get into that. One thing we wanted to ask and uh, put out there is if anybody is either a musician themselves or does electronic music or is part of a band or whatever and would like to maybe do some intro music, we can certainly, certainly, um, you know, talk about that. We'd love to have some intro, outro music. So if anybody's interested in that, please let us know. Um, Maybe even Luke next week. He might. He I was might. thinking of that. Yeah, we'll have to ask him. Yeah. Uh, but if anybody else is out there that wants to add it, um, Luke, please. Yeah. <laughs> now I think the eggs are in his basket. But um, <laughs> either way, so we just did a quick dinner, and then we figured we would make this uh, evening into a fun kind of relationship-based podcast. So Amy Cutler, pending Farnsworth, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Amy Cutler Penning Fardensworth. <laughs> I'm 30 years old. <clears throat> Mikey is 40. That's There's, not true. It's quite an age gap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Mystic, Connecticut. Um, born and raised, pretty much. Lived there my whole life. Um, and I'm a social worker. And I went to Southern Connecticut State University. I got my bachelor's in social work, graduated in uh, 2010, 2011, went to Fordham University, got my master's in a year. And um, right now I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I've worked with um, children um, with autism, developmental disabilities, um, substance use, also adults um, with developmental disabilities. And that's primary what I, primary, uh, Prime, I can't say Primarily. that. Primarily. Primarily. <laughs> like what marriage. I, I know. <laughs> that's what I do now. Um, so, yeah, that's what I do now. I'm kind of like a, so I'm a clinical specialist. Um, I work with um, mostly adults with um, behavioral kind of things going on, and that's what I really love doing. Mm -hmm. I find mm -hmm. behaviors and all that stuff fascinating. So I think in the long run, that's what I'll be doing with uh, children and adults, um, especially working with people on the spectrum. That's I just love it. I think that's one of my life purposes. When you say on the spectrum, what does that... Um, autism. Autism spectrum. Autism okay. spectrum. Nice. Yes. Very, very nice. Well, welcome. Yes. I appreciate you, you doing this. <clears throat> it actually had a lot of attention when we first started talking about it. I think that people that we spoke with were like, whoa, okay, we want to hear about your relationship. Um, and not that it's crazy, but I Who I said that? A lot of people. No one said that. Everybody said that. They were excited <laughs> about the thought. And it's like, we have a conversation. Maybe Samira and that's it. <laughs> we have, there's probably at least three people that said that. It's big. 
Um, but, uh, you know, I think when we, we've talked about it, I think it's an interesting yeah, topic because, you know, obviously we, we live together. We have these conversations, but people don't know. People don't know background story, ins and outs. And when you kind of let uh, people in on your story yeah. um, and our story, too, it you know, it seemed, people seem to be interested and maybe we could lend a hand over something that we've learned over the hmm. past couple of years. It's been, like I said, two years. So we met on December 16th. 2016 and we met online that was the first time we met in person though yes yeah so we'd been talking i think right from like november online right i don't know maybe around thanksgiving maybe it was even before that or something it was even halloween no it was a little bit after that remember it was right probably in november so i found mike on match.com i had been on and off for i don't know a year or something maybe less um and I saw this cute guy that lived in Levenster, too. So I messaged him. We started talking back and forth um, for maybe like a month or so. I don't know. And then there was like a short time we stopped talking. And I got really, I got like I had a really bad cold. You got sick, yeah. I got sick, but then I also went on a date with somebody else. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wedding's off. <laughs> I knew it. It did not work out. But like <laughs> online dating is weird, though, because you're talking to more than one person at once. Yeah. So it's, it's like intuitive yeah so i i don't know i was like i think i talked to someone before you and i went on it was weird it didn't work um but i also really did get sick and i i I don't remember what happened like i was out for like i don't know four or five days which is like really uncommon for me um you rarely ever get sick i don't i know it was bad yeah, yeah it was i had a really bad cold um but so yeah, we were talking for a month, and I'm like, I don't want a pen pal. What are we doing here, dude? Like, are we going to meet or what? And then, like, you were like, oh, my God. So we met at Starbucks. Starbucks. And I almost Monday didn't State. go. Yeah. I almost didn't go either. I was either. scared. I think my heart we, was, like, pounding. I think we both were. I think I said that to you after. I was like, I think I stood in the kitchen, which is about eight feet away from us, and just stood there and was like, well, if I go and either she's not the person that she says she is or... Yeah, he thought I was like a fake profile. Well, you never know of, you never know what you're going to get into, and pictures and stuff. You never same thing. You you never fully understand what you're. What it's you're true, doing. but you know. But Anyways. Yeah. So we met. We did. We did. Well, like you said, we talked for we a couple for a of yeah, yeah, probably and two I, three weeks. Honestly, I, I I used to be embarrassed to say we met online. I don't know why. But I was. And I don't know if it's just like times have changed, but I'm like, yeah, we've met online. That's fine. Like, and honestly, I would recommend, I think it's a great thing to meet people online. We, we literally never probably ever would have ran into each other. And I think it's good to meet someone like outside your circle. And when you use online profiles, it's like you can actually kind of get through some of the BS right away. Like if, like of certain things that are important to you. And Mm. I know it's, kind of weird to think but I don't know when I started online dating like I really wanted a long-term relationship and something that was important to me was having children one day not that I'm like gonna date someone and then try to have children right away but that like it's a long-term type of thing and I think you I think I put on my profile like someday I want kids Mm -hmm. and I think you did too so and honestly when I would search for other people if somebody said definitely not I wouldn't talk to them because it's just not I don't not like interested in changing somebody's opinion either or like thoughts about it so i don't know i think it's it's you you get to see things kind of up front that you wouldn't see and you know if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out and it's okay you don't have to you know yeah but he never mike never went on any of other dates i'm the only one he ever met that's true i think i was talking to two maybe three other people oh scandalous (laughs) scandalous I had dates lined up, but then I canceled them Thank because you. we were we started to date, and then we started to see each other, and then more formal yeah. dating and stuff yeah. like that. Actually, we started formally going out. Uh, Super Bowl, remember Super Bowl midnight? Maybe it was yeah. the day after. Yeah, we should tell people about that. Too. <laughs> so I am a Virgo cusp Libra. Ooh, just hit the mic. And my friend Mary Beth will always say, like, do not lose, like, elite Virgo cusps. It's very important. Trust is very important. Once you lose my trust, it's like you're dead to me almost. And I don't, I just, is the way I am. Like, trust is very important. Mm -hmm. So actually, we're at this, I don't think your brother knows this. So we're at the Super Bowl and Mike's brother, Ryan, was like, so isn't it funny? Like, we're both still, like, married. And I was like, what? (laughs) And I didn't know what to think. And I mean, I'm at his 
families, like on a Super Bowl party, what we're supposed to do, like barge out and walk home. So, you know, I just kind of was like, yeah. So my bur- Mike, but you knew prior to that. So Mike had in his profile he was divorced, FYI. So Maybe we should rewind and just tell everybody that previously what? I was married. He was married, And yes. then I was, at this point, separated, going... Th- it was pretty much you were waiting for the date yes. to go to court. To, yes, yeah. exactly. So he wasn't seeing anybody. Like, it was just... But still, it was kind of... I don't know. So anyways, we... He's like, in the whole way home, I'm like waiting for him to say something. And he doesn't. So then he pulls up to my apartment. And I was like, so are you going to tell me you're married? And he's like, oh, I'm like that. And I remember I was very, I was, I think I was more hurt that you didn't, you weren't honest with me is what I'm saying. Yeah. You weren't honest. And, but the thing is like, you know, we talked about it. I remember at one point I was like, I don't really know what to say right now. I'm just really like hurt that you're not being honest. Cause like, I really liked you. Yeah. Um, but you know, we talked about it, but. I don't. I, but at the same time, I don't think I ever would have talked to you if I saw that you were separated. You had divorced instead of di- yeah. Because well, separated knew- sounds like you're lingering. But right. like, just I mean, I understand situation now, and like it is whatever. I'm not mad anymore. It is like I understand the full situation. But like when you just see somebody, you see they're separated. Like that doesn't it's a sit right. Different thing. Yeah. Well, because you still think they still have one foot in the other camp yeah. of like maybe this is gonna work. I was not in that situation. No. At all. It was done that was it but the formal process of going and getting it legally taken care of was not because it just took forever and mm-hmm. um but it was something that it was i think we sat in the car for like probably an hour and a half two hours what was it that long it was that long because we yeah. got back late and then it was all yeah. i think it was like two in the morning yeah before, probably you know and the other thing you know to put i just want to say too so um like, Mike wasn't living with his ex-wife or anything when I met. Like, they had been separated for, like, it was like they were done. It wasn't like he had just yeah. broken up or yep. anything. Like, they had been, like, he moved down and stuff. So, yep. I really had no idea. But, like I said, it was more just like, oh, it's weird you didn't, were honest with me. But then when I heard the full story, like, that was also new for me to be open to. Because I'd never wanted to ever date someone who was married before. Yeah. I just didn't. I don't know why. I just wanted to experience that with somebody for yeah. the first time. I mean... But it's not, it's, I love you anyways. <laughs> it's okay. And like, we've talked about it a lot and um, we have two very different histories, but in this, the strange way the universe works, like we both had to go through what we both went through to be where we are today. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't go through that and I didn't go through what I did, I don't think we ever would have met. Like, yeah. so, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like the butterfly effect. So what happened happened and there's purpose in it and you know, a lot of my friends and family actually thought it was great that you had been married because they're like, he knows what it is. And like, mm-hmm. on the other flip side, I don't because I haven't been through. I mean, I know what it is, but you know what I mean? What right. to experience it. So there's pros and cons to it. Yeah. Um, so I don't want anybody listening to think I'm like Maddie over that. But it was interesting <laughs> <laughs> when we first started, you know, and um, like trust is just really important to me too. But I understand like now and like then we, I mean, like I said, we talked about it and we, like we sat in the car for a while and we got through it and then you were like will you be my girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) we had to redeem the night somehow it actually fits really well into um what we're going to talk about later yeah but um so yeah i don't know we so we met online and um things just were super easy i feel like in a sense i mean that was like difficult i guess like a rough little patch but this is this is definitely by far, like knock on wood, the easiest relationship I've ever been in. When I say easy, I mean like natural. Even mm-hmm. though we met online, it's just like, I don't know. It's just not, we don't, we fight like over little things, but there's no major fights. We don't get angry at each other for days. And like, that's what I was used to in past relationships or like mm-hmm. being, not being 100% sure. I always told Mike, he was I had three month probations for people I dated because (laughs) nobody ever lasted over a month I just break up with them because I wasn't interested and if I said you know I don't see myself long term with this person like adios I'm not going to keep them around and hurt them so but my far past that yeah well I think I was natural I think I was unfortunately the total opposite of that it was and maybe even that conversation the night of the Super Bowl and like withholding information because I was 
it, it was just a reflection of my past and not maybe a relationship, but just the state that I was in anyway mm. of just being to the point where I wasn't comfortable with myself and I thought I could manipulate the situation to have an outcome the way it wants. It was like, it was almost like creating a version of myself different from my true self to then make people think something differently when realistically the reality and your true self should be brought forth because like that, that's not the way I wanted it to be uncovered. No. And I knew it was going to be uncovered at some point, but that's just as it gets deeper and deeper into the I know, relationship. I remember, I remember saying that, like, Mike, like, do you want to date me? You're like, yeah. I'm like, well, don't you think I would have found this out eventually? Like, is that how you want things to go off? And you were like, I don't know why I did that. I just, I'm like, well, did you, like, and I said, wouldn't it have been weird if you saw her, like, the day you got divorced in court and then you came back, like, home and you're like, hey, you want to go for a walk with the dogs? Like, yeah. <laughs> like you're just not going to say anything. But you're like, I don't know. I wasn't like, I could tell that. I think it was embarrassed by the situation I think you were embarrassed. as well. You know? I mean, but, like, thinking things through, you know, and. I mean, I'm not trying to make Mike look like a bad guy at all. It's we learned from the situation, but I think it like brought us closer in the same sense. And then, like I said, I don't know if I would have talked to you if you were honest with me in yeah. like a strange way. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, and that's what I think when I changed it on or like when I put it up on match, I knew in my me personally, was I coming. was divorced yeah. from the yeah. situation. Yeah. It wasn't going to be because so even backtrack before that. So. When the whole thing, the whole separation went down and we were moving forward with the divorce, I actually moved out of the house, bought another house. We settled all of that stuff. And I, I was in lockdown here, <laughs> which felt like lockdown for a year of just total... Not, I mean, I, I still had to get up and go to work every day and do all these different he things. He stayed but in the was... basement for a year. No sunlight. <laughs> no sunlight. All he ate was rice. Well, it was just... It Not was... even cooked. Just well, rice with salt and pepper. It was the most formative time in my life because I started to then dissolve what I thought, uh, like, society was expecting from me. And I said, like, what do I want? And it was probably the first ever time that I listened to my own voice it's had, funny because everyone in your family thought you were going through a deep depression. Well, it was just, yeah, deep depression <laughs> would have been the first 25 years, 26. So I'm I'm 33 and that was so 30-ish. So I was going through, oh, now I'm 30. Nobody's going to, I mean, a 30-year-old divorce guy, who's going to want that? And then over the course of that year of just the isolation, a lot of meditation, a lot of self-reflection, long walks with with Levi <laughs> I mean which is the dog um, we just I mean it just began I just began to chip away at the layers like it was the beginning process of everything and when I finally started to say all right I feel like I can get out there and like date again was like I said probably a year after a like solid meditation just, I, I don't even think I'm not I being say in a relationship just, yeah not being yeah. in a relationship being myself it was the first time that I've ever really done that in my tw- uh, that was late 20s early 30s and it was the first time that I think I also had my own stuff my own career I was finally able to do it on my own which you was, were doing well yeah I mean I, I think in like career yeah I mean, yeah. I think that's always been one of those things that I could kind of fall back yeah. on and just do. So, it's funny. So Mike was always in a relationship pretty much. Yeah. You got married young. You were in a relationship, like got divorced. And I was the kind of complete opposite. <laughs> so, I mean, I dated people in high school and college, but I mean, most people do. I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't even think they're honestly that serious relationships when you're that young. I mean, for me personally, and for other people, it's different. But yeah. for me, I don't really consider them even that serious, even though they were for a couple. You know, you know what I mean. But you know, after I turned like twenty three, like I said, I dated a lot of people. Anybody who basically had two legs, I gave them a chance. But like nobody lasted. And honestly, I was like, I don't want to get married before I'm thirty. I don't want a relationship. I want to have fun. I want to just like I wanted. I'm dating myself. That's what I said. Like I have nothing to really offer right anybody right now. Like I need. And I just went through so much self discovery. So I was. It's almost like I took the extreme, or you took the extreme to like be in a relationship, like 
a lot because I don't know that was comfortable whatever I felt more comfortable not being in a relationship so when Mike and I met he's like I was married I'm like I've been single for six years like (laughs) so it's kind of two different extremes but they somehow worked because like it's kind of concerning to also like I remember being like whenever someone be concerned in the future who dates me like why have you been single for like six years that's bizarre (laughs) I've never lived with anybody besides like roommates in college I love living but I loved living by myself like I was super independent and I really enjoyed that space so I always thought like maybe that's like weird to somebody else that like I haven't almost how did you have the courage to say no to maybe relationships that weren't that you knew weren't right a lot of people myself included I think we rationalized and made up things and said, ah, I'm going to just let this slide. Or how did you have the confidence to, to say no, be true to yourself, and then walk away from those relationships? To me, like, I, I don't know. I just have to, like, it will eat at my soul if I'm not honest with somebody. It will, like, eat at my soul. And, like, if I, and, like, I feel like early on in a relationship, you just know if it's going to work or not give you like i said three day three month probations 90 days right 90 days and you start a job they know if you're gonna work out or not like i feel like you really can get to know somebody in 90 days and if i didn't feel like it was working i would tell the person i know it like hurt them or it hurt like i told you before my previous breakup it was like i feel like one of the hardest breakups because like the person was was a good guy but like we just i didn't love him and he was mm-hmm. a good person but like there's no like really blaming to be had like, it was like you did this, but i was just like i don't love you i'm sorry like you deserve happiness and it would be super selfish of me to keep you along and just to be in a relationship with me because i'm afraid of being single like that's not what i want i don't want to hurt people mm-hmm. and i knew like deep down also it hurt me because i'm not happy how did you, so let's elaborate on that a little bit. What, I mean, it probably yeah. was tough because, and I think that's probably the area where it's tough for a lot of people, myself included, where it was that gray area. It wasn't super negative. It wasn't super great. It was in that gray area where people get caught. Same thing, myself included. Yeah. How did you then say, how did you have the confidence to say there's something more out there where you just knew? Or it's not how- even confident. I mean, I think it's like honestly has to boil back to how well you know yourself Mm. and how much you love yourself because I love myself enough to say I'm not going to go in the wrong relationship just to please somebody else. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's not fair for that person. If I was to tell like that person or whoever like, hey, do you want a relationship with me? When I'm like, don't really know if I want to be with you. They'd be like, no, I don't. What's why would I fake that? Like, you know, I don't want to hurt and like I don't want to do harm to people. And I want to make myself happy. And I just knew like deep down in my soul, it was not right. And like I said, it just like makes me sick almost. Like if I'm not being honest with somebody, mm-hmm. like it kills me. I have to be honest. I don't know. Like it just, it just tears me down. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I, I guess it was confidence and it's just kind of like you have to say it and go through with it, um, you know, and just because it doesn't feel good. It does. I don't like waking up like lying or not being honest with how I feel with somebody every day. And especially when they're good to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not right, mm. you know? And I, I don't – I guess it's hard for me to explain because I – I that's not how I am. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, other people could kind of, like, live for years married to somebody and not be <laughs> happy. But, like, me, I'm just like, no. Like, I'm so – I have to communicate. I don't know. Like, if it's because I'm a social worker or something. But, like, if I don't feel right, I'm going to say it. Yeah. And, like, I'm going to express it because I don't want to live – like, I don't know. I always thought there was something better out there for me. You know what I mean? And I think it takes a lot of like meditation, self-work and self-love and love yourself enough to like not settle for somebody at all. And also it's like, res- it's respect. To respect the other person is to tell them like how you feel. Mm-hmm. One thing I think that we talked about too is I, I mean, I think we talked about it earlier in the, um, earlier in the night prior to the podcast, we were saying like attracts like. So certain yes. energies yes. Situ- attracts Absolutely. other energies. And I think oh that God. I think that what happened is the reason why we got together is and I don't know the I don't know it formally, but what happened is I began to be content with myself and discover myself and get on a kind of like upward spiral. Take care of your health, take care of your mental uh, capacities. I was at like the very, very beginning stages of that. And I, I think that like energy attracts like energy. 
And I think that was a big thing for me is that like you see it in other people's relationships if like you're in turmoil and then you're beginning to attract people that are in turmoil, you see those relationships collide almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's laws of attraction. Yeah, yeah. 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 I believe it's in it more and more because that's what happened with us. It was like Absolutely. once I was content with myself, there was the gift that yeah. complimented me. But it's like at the same time, like I said, misery loves company or I think I told you this. It was kind of it's kind of hard to explain. But like, you know, I so I went out on a lot of dates with different people, like being online, um, just to try to or get to know people. And a lot of people I met like were going through something very like like a crisis or were not doing well in their life. And <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm an easy person to talk to or what it is about me, but like I could connect with people really easily. And um, they would interpret that like, oh my God, we have this connection. Mm-hmm. I've never felt this way before. And I'm like, no, like we don't have that connection. <laughs> You're just talk. I don't know if I'm just easy to talk to, but it was kind of like disheartening in a sense because I'm like why do other people feel connected with me and I don't feel it with them because yeah. you know what I mean so I don't yeah. know if it was like I went into like therapist mode and I'm like yeah it's like I'm validating your experience or something but um with you it was it wasn't like that mm-hmm. I was like wow and that was very attracted to me like or attractive to me like he's ambitious he has stuff like together and not like he doesn't almost like you don't it's hard to explain you ever hear like you complete me <laughs> There's our cat Levi. Cat Levi. Cat Levi and dog Levi. We'll get to that too. But like you were that say like you complete me. Yeah. And it's like kind of a weird thing because it's like I don't – I think you need to be complete yourself before you let somebody Probably else too. into your life because that doesn't make sense to me. That's like I need – you know what I mean? Well, it's putting your happiness in somebody else's hands, which and is always yeah, such a negative thing. Happen. It's just a, or it's not a negative thing, but it's, it's a potential for like – putting off your happiness or like get, which is just a, a recipe for and disaster i think it's like we're allowed to be happy when we're not just around each other like yeah we make each other happy like i love being around you but like i can also have fun doing other things and that's okay yeah and not to like maybe other people i'm sure people feel guilty when they have fun without their spouse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like oh they're not here but like i feel like you you're allowed you should be allowed to do that and you should like continue to grow as yourself and i think that's something i really love about you is that like you want to continue to better yourself or understand yourself better. And I think, I don't know, we have these really good conversations like that. But. Well, I think that's that's the big thing is what I didn't feel, I got to the point prior to meeting with you where I came to terms with being alone and being okay with that. I think it was, it was less of being like alone and thinking along relationship terms. It was being content with who I was, knowing who I was. And I think that was very important for yeah, me, you know? Definitely. When we speak of laws of attraction, I think we should talk about all the weird coincidences we have with each other. Yeah. Because I like, think people get a kick out of it. And I know we did. So when we met, um, we Mike and I found out that we only lived a 0.9 miles away from each other. 0.9. So he told me where he lived. I lied. But then I really knew where he lived because I was afraid <laughs> who he was. But once like we met, I was like, yeah, I live like I actually GPSed it 0.9 miles away. 0.9. And we so would have never, knowing never, my line of work and knowing, knowing the fact like, that Mike never, to... never left the house. Oh like he went God. to Hannaford to the gas station and dunks. And like he never, he like, we live in Lemister. He's never been on what is it, the main street. Like, oh my none God. Of the stuff. I've this? lived here for what, two years? So I lived in an apartment for, I don't know, two years, maybe a year and a half. But we used to meet halfway and like walk our dogs together. So other weird things we have in common. Um, as you heard, Mike has a dog named Levi. So we were talking. I was like, what's your dog's name? He's like, Levi. I'm like, get out of here. He's like, what? My cat was named Levi. So we have two Levi's in the house and Penny, our little min pin. So we have Levi Jr., the dog. Senior is the cat because he's older. <laughs> <laughs> and what else, Mike? We both have what? Older brother named Ryan. Older brother Ryan. Cameron's in our family. We have Cameron's, his cousin, my Brian's. grandfather, his uncle Brian, my yeah. father Brian. Um. Oh my gosh, Mike got married like the town I'm from. <laughs> Two, like it's just it's just weird. He yeah. got married what Stonington? Stonington. So yeah. I got ma- I'm I'm from Mystic. That's like the same freaking town almost. It's just it's like it's just a lot. I mean, it's just a lot of weird I was coincidences. Like, Where are you from? Connecticut. Where about <laughs> Mystic? I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> 
But it's just like we can't get away from it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just bizarre. It's I mean, but it's really but like I don't know. I never like dated someone where there's so many little like things that like lined up in the yeah. universe and like when you I don't know when I heard like little things like that I know it sounds like corny but I'm like I think this is right mm-hmm. you know what I mean you hear these type of stories and then it's like well we're living it now it's really it's awesome and just our interests remember like we you were telling me about like who are you telling me about some some of like your um, people you listen to, like your podcasts, yes. and we talked about that before we even before was, we even met. And I, I feel like Guru, that Sadhguru, Deepak like, Chopra. And you know what? I always dated people. I think on like maybe uh, I want the physical connection and like the chemistry, but I never. I always thought like the spiritual connection should be strong too. And you were like the first person, honestly, I've ever dated that had a spiritual connection with where we can have these like deep conversations that are like intellectual and like stimulating. That is so important. I don't know, like people listening, if you would agree, but man, it's it's totally different. And like, when I say spiritual, I don't mean like religion either. I just like, maybe I do. I don't know. I dated an atheist before and that was kind of, kind of weird. (laughs) But... (laughs) Like, I just, I don't know, like, that stuff is really important to me, and I find it very interesting, and Mike is, like, so open, and, like, we talk about it all the time, and it's really cool, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say something about how we were talking about earlier at um, kickboxing. What the heck were we talking about? So then, no, I, well, I, so I've, I, I, I go to kickboxing, that's how I met Samira, and I've been going for a few years, and I got Mike to finally go, and Mike's totally into, like, martial arts, too, when we first started dating, like, you're like, yeah, I used to do Krav Maga, and I'm like, really, I do kickboxing, and, like, now that's something we share together, and it's just freaking awesome, and it's, like, so, it's just easy, like, yeah. I feel like it should be like this, it's like, we have common interests, like, we don't have to, like, push each other oh, into doing, I remember it's what just, I was what? So the we we said earlier at kickboxing we stayed after for a little bit and yeah. we were talking about how if I could like say something to my younger self I would say like oh. just don't like don't so what I thought is that like you see the movie yeah. romances and you're like oh that's how it's supposed to be when you're little then you grow up and you're like nah maybe that's not it but there, I think there's an in between area and I think that what I would have said to myself is don't force the issue mm. let kind of trust the process and it's so, it's so like me i think i said that to everybody at kickboxing today it was like it's so like me to force the issue mm-hmm. uh try to plan it try to organize it try to force the peg the square peg in a round hole and like make this right this is i have control when i really should have just let the whole process take place and what i almost like came to terms with was that oh my god i'm never going to have a really special relationship you know, which is, I think a lot of people may relate with that, maybe not, but I totally. almost came to that point where like, oh, it's just fake. But I think that the self-work, the self-focus, then adding a compliment you, yeah, onto you is absolutely. super important. You have to become what you're seeking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like if you want somebody confident, if you want somebody who takes care of their mental health or physical health, who whatever, you need to become that. To attract it. I yep. totally 100% agree to it. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, you need to become what you want or, like... That's what I mean. You, you know, say, like, you... oh, I want an ambitious woman with... Okay, let me like show... A, yeah. Like, you have to be that. Show me You have me to be ambition. the vibration yeah. that attracts that as well. Yeah, show yeah. me... I want someone confident. Show me your confidence yep. because you're only going to attract what you are. Yep. You cannot fake that. Mm-hmm. Like... Not for long, anyway. And it, it's also like, what do you? I mean, you have to kind of think of it. Like, what do you have to offer somebody? I know it sounds like kind of like a strange way to put it, but like that's how I was thought of it when I was younger. I'm like, I don't really have anything to offer anybody. Like, I'm kind of like a mess right now. But or, that's okay too. Like, I'm in school, think, or like I'm dealing with other stuff. Like, I don't want a relationship. That's a very self-aware thing to say, though. Is I at this point am not able fit for service. I am not able to then compliment somebody else at this point. And honestly, it doesn't. It doesn't stop you from having relationships and yeah. meeting different people but maybe you can be up front and say that like hey right now i'm kind of getting my stuff together i don't feel like i can give this my my focus that's something that's okay to say i yeah. think um so even with i mean all of the positive things that you've brought into my life i mean i think not only kickboxing Aww. not only alex who we had on the previous podcast check that out please if you haven't or go take a yoga class with that <laughs> with that gentleman um 
It's a mirror. Some, I mean, oh my God. I mean, because, so yeah. many things. The temple, the, the meditation. The temple, the meditation, uh, the, the obviously the counseling, the friends. Yeah. The I Counseling. Mean, counseling was a big thing for me too. Oh, explain, talk more about that oh my God. if you don't mind. Well, the, so me personally, I have never been one to share anything. And it's been a very big downfall. Being, I don't know if it's being male or maybe insecure with myself it's like i don't want to let the vulnerability show i don't think most like you could say the way you're raised i don't think most people are raised especially in america to share how they feel yeah yeah so i would say like the way most of us is brought up is not to really share how you feel yeah i mean maybe you do to an extent but it's just not in our culture yeah not yet i think it's coming yeah it is it is but like it's not it's not a negative it's not to like say someone didn't do anything right but i think it's just not like an american thing to be like oh let's talk about my feelings like openly well i think (laughs) it's getting better like we've talked about before mental health i think is gonna be a massive upswing and i I think i even said it last podcast with alex Mental health, I think, is going to be the biggest thing in the next upcoming years. Like, Mm. we've had a very big technological revolution, so now we can connect with everybody. I think consciousness, awareness is going to be a big, big player in the near future because great that everybody posts this stuff on social media, but, like, are those people really happy? Are they having real conversations? And But I think that's the power of what drove me to the podcast, too. And, you know, even, like, some spouses may not be supportive of something like this where long form open content where you discuss your feelings with really no censorship i mean that's you've been very supportive over this as well which we talked about counseling brought that up and then i just finally you know bit the bullet and did it yep. but same thing it's I went like to the counseling support. too yeah i mean i could say that as well i um you know, being a therapist or a social worker, and um, it's interesting. Like I remember being in grad school, and the my one of my professors like, like everybody should go through with it, like have the experience, and like it's not gonna hurt you. You know what I mean? And you know, I came to a point where I was like, you know, I think I need to talk about some things, or I I, I want to have that experience too. I I'm ready. And I was like, I don't know, therapy for nine months a year. I don't I don't know, mm-hmm. but um, I had some serious changes in my life, and like. You know, I think the biggest thing was, like, realizing how many, like, cognitive distortions I had and how many things I had literally, like, thought over my head a thousand million times were not even accurate. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't even, I don't know, like, it just, I don't know, it was just, like, sharing it with somebody who, like, is not going to judge you and, like, that's not what they want to do, but just, like, getting it out also, like, helps you just realize things differently. I think that's... And it really just helped me become more aware of, like, my thoughts and, like, changing my thoughts because there is no reason for me to beat myself up, you know, and whether it's depression or anxiety or whatever, like, I need to learn how to treat myself the way I want to treat somebody else because I'm great at taking care of everyone else, but, like, I need to focus on taking care of myself, too, and, like, also dating you and I having a relationship with you I want to be my best self like you've helped me become that and I want to like I want a successful marriage now with you and like it's important that I work out out some things on my own and like it did it changed my life and like I totally I it's it is like puts me in awe that you also put yourself out there to try something totally new like therapy which Mm -hmm. sounds like something you never would do and and it really shows the respect in a sense that you have for me with my profession that you respect it and you understand it now at a different level Mm -hmm. I never would have taken it seriously I I didn't think personally it was really a thing and I, like I said, I like I said earlier, I think it's been the biggest thing. You know, I, I said in the last podcast, Gary V says like if your operating system, meaning your mind, isn't mm. right, nothing else is gonna flow. I mean, it's it's amazing how we can actually put ourselves in a state of fight or flight. And it's I was listening to a podcast a little bit earlier in the week or something like that, and they actually said now the existential threats are no longer there meaning there's not a saber-toothed tiger attacking us it's almost now we're turned inward and we're attacking ourselves on a day-to-day basis on just mentally and we're dumping ourselves with you know cortisol and bad chemicals and we're almost in that stress response it's why people love having road rage (laughs) it's like fight or flight you know i think that too like you can't have a healthy mind without a healthy body yeah you know and that's been part of my journey like you know working on both 
like I cannot have a healthy mind without a healthy body. So it's important for me to work out, but like also if it's doing to do therapy or whatever it was, I need to continue that. Yeah. Let's put it on pause for two seconds while we let Lady out because okay. she is going bananas. All right. We'll be right back. All right. We are back. Oh my God. Jeez. We need our own studio, so <laughs> sponsors get on it. <laughs> What's it called? Intermission? Intermission. We intermission. had an intermission. Yeah. Okay. All right. Back so at anyways, it. Flow. Um, I don't know what we're talking about. Therapy and whatnot. Um, so one of the things I did do this year, and Mike was super supportive. Um, so I don't know if anybody listening out there, if you were ever diagnosed with a learning disability, um, I was one of them. So in um, elementary school, I remember, um, I don't know, I I had a lot of really, really, really smart friends too, which didn't help. And I always felt a little different. Um, and I ended up getting tested and they, get, they uh, tested me for learning disabilities and I was diagnosed with executive functioning disorder and ADHD. And um, I think it was in third or fourth grade. And I ended up getting extra time on tests um, accommodations to sit in front of the classroom I used to get taken out for reading and uh spelling and math very bad I'm not good at math <laughs> and um spelling not very good at so executive functioning ADHD is very similar um you know same parts of your brain and whatnot but anyways long story short um I remember I got tested and I was the um psychologist who tested me told me or my mom I think she told my mom and then my mom told me but my mom didn't tell me in a mean way but said I would never make it to college maybe a community college you know I wasn't gonna be a brain scientist and I think my mom told me because she knew my personality so well that I'm so stubborn that I was like I'm gonna prove that son of a bitch wrong (laughs) um so super stubborn so you know I um I didn't get therapy when I was younger or any type of medication but I kind of grew up um having a really hard time with math and also language and I always knew I was different and I remember in high school when we took like the state tests I got placed in a different type of classroom to take the test and like nobody cared in my classroom the teachers didn't care the students didn't care I was sitting there trying to take the test and I couldn't concentrate I'm in this classroom because I have ADHD freaking D and I I can't concentrate when there's a little bit of distraction here I am like nobody cares and um I told the uh, I told my mom I said I don't want accommodations anymore like I don't care so I went to college and um, you know I and plus that was what the psychologist never thought I could ever do right um, I remember I'm meeting a friend and she told me she had a learning disability too and like it was so foreign to me that other people had this it was something I was always super embarrassed about and I didn't really understand because I was never it was never discussed when I was younger I don't it just I think the culture was just different the school systems were different back then and I got accommodations um, to take my test in a classroom without any like distractions and I took a math class um, through the disability resource center at my college and I got an A in statistics I failed my like placement exam and I got put in the lowest level math class and my teacher like looked at me and was like do you have a learning disability and I said I think I do and she's like well you should like bring your IEP from school to learn dis- the disability resource center what's IEP individualized education plan mm-hmm. and by the way like I I don't know the laws like on the back of my hands but I was only tested once when I was younger and that's like not right you're supposed to be tested like much more frequently than that but for somehow my IEP from fourth grade worked when I was in college and they accepted it and I started like receiving services and like I said I got an A in statistics which is like out of this world when I couldn't even like pass Mm -hmm. pre-algebra so I but when I say I took a class through the disability resource center it was with a teacher who understood I had a learning disability and there was typical students non-typical students like I'm I would say I'm non-typical or because I have a learning disability and she just taught in a different way it's hard for me to explain because I'm not a teacher but she taught a different way like she let us use like little cheat sheets we could make like she's like okay I'll let you guys like write formulas but you have to do it ahead of time it's really just to like remember to memorize I think for a memorization type of like Mm -hmm skill which I don't I can't I have really hard time memorizing things but 
So I was able to use it because I was doing the homework and I was like, you know, and she didn't get mad when I asked questions. Like in some classes, teachers would be like, why are you asking that? Like you just asked them. Like, I don't understand. Like that's why I'm asking. And they'd get really frustrated with me. But um, so anyways, I had this disability. Came, uh, you know, I grew up with it and I'm, you know, 30 years old and I kind of always wondered if I still had a learning disability because I never was retested and working with people with developmental disabilities and Mike you've been super supportive I end up getting retested by a psychologist and diagnosed me with ADHD no executive functioning disorder and it like blew my mind away because I always thought I still had a learning disability I mean I have ADHD but um you know that was something I also worked on in therapy and like with a treatment plan too to just you know, I just want to be the best version of myself. And I think I've learned a lot of how to deal with like organizational skills and like mm-hmm. under like remembering things, whether it's like dates or times. Um, I don't think it like rules my life, but in a sense it like, remember when I got the results back, I cried. Mm-hmm. And cause I was reading the, the guy who did my um, eval, just like his results. And I was like, oh my God, this is so true. I'm so like, I feel validated that somebody like understands like the struggle in a sense, mm-hmm. but I'm not using it as a crutch. Yeah. I think the one good thing that we have in, in that we connected on early, early on is that self-improvement. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I think me personally having a very big mental health feeling side, having a very big handicap in that section, just not being good at it and embarking on that journey but I think with like tying it back to the relationship side of things is that I think we're both very supportive over, like you said, that evolutionary part mm-hmm. of us becoming the best version of ourselves. And what's neat is that like I feel like the upward spiral and the things that we're both working on are like kind of intertwining a little bit. And I think that's very important to – and maybe it's different for different people where maybe their spiral is different. Maybe it's physical health that they're both working on and they bond over that. Mm. But I think when you can then both be on the same path of wanting more out of life and maybe taking – whatever those things are, taking positive steps or taking different steps in different directions, um, but then intertwining them a little bit, supporting one another. I mean, at the end of the day, I think that's when you get down Absolutely. to like a, a real what a relationship is. And I feel like that with you and there's only been a few people that I've ever felt very mm-hmm. open with to be in Pudge, Derek, our first podcast. He's one of those people that you could tell him, you know, your deepest, darkest thing and he would still be there. I felt like you were the first person from a from a relationship perspective that I felt that way. And I've shared, I think, probably everything with you maybe too much (laughs) but like you know but feeling that comfort to be able to do that and then the support on our upward spiral i think is very very insane like i didn't think it was gonna happen i think we should put that out i think i think that that's what i was trying to make the point earlier on i don't know if i was clear enough i didn't think it was going to happen in my life i should have just trusted the process so anybody out there that doesn't think that it's going to happen one you are not in control and that was the same advice that i gave Mm. to myself control that you can control this world is is a facade and then two let it happen trust that there's something out there make the right decisions on a day-to-day basis you always hear people's like as soon as you let go people will come into your life and it's like it's 100 percent true like i remember um today i was telling mike we were driving and i was like i remember when i was single or like before we met and i was sitting in lemonster traffic and i saw this like couple ahead of me in a car and they were talking and like laughing and i was like i don't think i'm ever gonna be comfortable enough to just like talk to someone like that like i don't think it's possible and i was like that's cool <laughs> like I, whatever it is what it is but like it crossed my mind and then i was like and then here we are like let's also put it out there that we are by no means of doing this podcast are saying like we got it so figured it no, out we no. got it it's it's such a work in progress but i think when but you like commit to the process, Absolutely. the willingness, I think it, it, that's natural, where. easy process. Yeah, it's yeah. not like we're. I don't. I don't know. Like I kind of feel like it. I kind of feel like natural relationships are the. I don't know. Like it should be natural when people meet and they're like they fight constantly. They're like, but we love each other. And yeah. I'm like, I don't think it should be this hard. I feel like I've had that conversation with people I've dated, or like it's just not. It's like rocky from the beginning for whatever reason. I'm like, I don't 
think it should feel this way. Like, I, I don't feel comfortable with this. And they're like, well, relationships aren't easy. I'm like, yeah. well, actually, I think they should be easy, especially in to the beginning. To an extent, yeah. Well, especially in the beginning when you're getting to know each other. Like, why are we fighting? This is stupid. Like, no. You know, what was interesting, too, is when we first started dating, I had family members coming up to me, probably openly in front of you, uh-huh. being like, oh, my God, <laughs> you're, like the, you're like the Mikey that we grew <laughs> up with, like that we saw grow up. And I was like, whoa. Back to the relationship side of things, if I was able to cultivate those relationships with family and accept that feedback and be open to it and not be stuck in, oh, no, no, this is the way I have to force this relationship, I think that's where one big thing I'm working on in therapy is being able to have below the surface conversations, deeper conversations. Yeah have honest conversations really, to be able to accept that it's feedback. funny because you're like i never had them before but like you it's so natural to you when you talk to me and like it's the biggest craving i've had that was one of the things in therapy I think, that i said early I think that's on a spirituality aspect you know what i mean the chemistry but the spirituality aspect and like i don't know back to i just want to wrap up like the, i don't know the the um psychologist and like the exam i had you know um it was super scary for me but like you were so supportive you know and it wasn't cheap but you know you were like no I think you should do this thing something like you need to know and I was like you know what no like I think you're right this is like kind of like a gray area I feel like I've always kind of thought about but I want to know if it's true and like going through the exam and getting my results back like yes it gives me a definition of like ADHD but like it tells me like the recommendations of what to do mm-hmm. and the fact that you were like so supportive of it like I think everybody deserves that you know and to just I don't know just a complete honesty about it and it just I don't know it's like it's a beautiful thing yeah <laughs> you know you were just super like and you know like and now I you know I did more research on like ADHD and stuff and like now I see it as like a strength and like mm-hmm. there's so many famous people with it or like there's so many like, Mike, you love Gary V, and, like, he totally has ADHD, and it's, like, what I've learned is almost, like, an evolutionary maybe thing that people develop ADHD because they become so hyper-focused on one thing that, like, motivates them, and I feel like I get that way with my work. Like, I get super excited, and I start talking really fast, and I get, like, Ugh. and people, <laughs> I have to tell people, like, I'm sorry, or I've become more self-aware about that, that, like, I can kind of be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I just get really, really excited talking about certain things, but it's, like, I use it to my advantage where I can get hyper-focused on, like, what, like, I love and what motivates me. I get excited about And I feel like you love that about me. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't know, it's it just, like, helps me accept it in, like, another way. And I, I remember when I got my results, like, or the, like, I don't know, the feedback. I was like, Mike, I hope our kids, I don't want you to think, like, our kids are going to get it because I do. And you're like, what are you talking about? But, like, those were, like, some fears I think I had, like, deep mm-hmm. down that I would pass this on and someone else would struggle. But the fact that you were like, well, then they do. Like, I love you anyways. Like, you're awesome. I'm and like, it's like, look you know at what? Gary Vee. That like, guy's I, the man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. you know, it's it's just, it's like the total, like, I don't know, just love. Like, you love the person no matter what. Like, every part of them. It's amazing that uh, I think early on and maybe the frustrations, the the arguments that we've had in our relationship have been more of a exposure to myself than I've been upset with you. Meaning, I've I think that, like, the arguments that we have have been more a insight into my own insecurities my own issues and i think that people maybe should be a, a little more aware of that like oh if yeah you, if you project yeah your own problems <laughs> yeah i mean or you see somebody else you're like oh, they're sleeping in that can't happen and oh, you're like, like whoa me. wait a minute no that <laughs> I, I mean it's I just sleep like, until like eight o'clock and like, like we have things to do <laughs> <laughs> um no but that was one point that i wanted to get out there because the more i get into therapy and the more like just i think self-awareness is the biggest biggest thing is that i see that and i'm like all right i have to um you know i when i'm being when i'm being perturbed by something why is that? What is it? Is it something that's in myself that I'm not happy with that I could maybe work on? And then maybe just talk about it. I think you said earlier on in the podcast too about just letting it out, letting your truth mm. out. It's amazing how people are like, so? Whatever. Exactly. Let and? your freaking fears out and yeah. you will live. That's Let the go whole point of, of your this podcast. Fear. Let go of your fear. Let go of your fear and be honest with your spouse. If you, if I want to spend the rest of my life with Mike, guess what? He's going to have to learn everything about me. And the fact that like I've, 
I think I have shared everything with you. Like, and you accept me and you love me no matter what. Like, it is a freeing thing. Yeah. I would say if anybody is interested in doing that, comfortable doing that in a public forum, I mean, you can certainly reach out to us and have us, I mean, on the podcast. I mean, that's what the whole, that's what this is for us as well. Yeah. So let's switch gears because we are at 54, almost 54 minutes. Oh my God. So we picked out like actually, Ames got this really cool game. <laughs> it was just a bunch of deck of cards. Probably TJ like Max. it was TJ Maxx. It was like four hundred cards with just yeah. funny, like just different questions on it. We only have time for maybe one, so pick your best one. I don't think so we have time. Let's pick- fast. Let's do fast. How many do don't you have? Think. I have six. You have six. I have three. Well, boom, bada, bing, bob. What is it? Bing, bang, boom. Bing, bang, boom. Let's go. That's Let's trade- see how quickly. You can that's get. actually try to answer. That's these- trademark now. Try that's to answer these trademark. questions. You and- cannot say that. That's trademark. I think you have to like like sign something and send it out. You ask have to for sign trademark something because I'm your mate. I'm your manager. No. All right, you want to do it? Let's try to answer this. One do one for one. Least amount of words. Okay. Yeah, that's gonna. Okay. Be Ready? All right. You going first? One do one for one. Yeah, I'll go first. Well, actually, you have six cards. I have three. Ready? All right. Boom. Go. Would you rather have more time or money? Twenty years ago, I would have said money, money, money. 20 years ago, you were like 10. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I was at money right or now. you were like 20. Time. Were you now, like 20? 20 back then? Oh my God. Give me a break. I'm 33. Born in the 70s. Yeah, so right what? now, but <laughs> <laughs> right now, time. Because I know how to, I, okay. I, I get that the money's going to be there. All right. Your turn. Okay. Here we go. I thought this was going to be good. What do you wish you had learned in school? Oh my God. That... Okay, well, I had to reach, take a breath for a second. Family that, show, Cutler. It's a family that, show. You know, that school, the whole school system needs to be updated and it is created, like, I don't, like, the whole curriculum is created for, like, the general mass population. And just because you learn differently doesn't mean, like, you're not, I don't know, like, it, you know what I mean? Like, everybody learns. I guess everybody learns differently. And just because you don't learn the same way as other people, like, nothing is wrong with you. Okay. If that makes sense. That was good. I like that. I think school is going to be one of those things that's updated. All right. What do you wish you had a picture of? What do I wish we had a picture of? What do I wish we had a picture of? Maybe our first date when we walked out of Starbucks. It's that have was to the, be with me. It means yeah, like but your the, whole I mean, lifetime. That comes from, yeah, but I mean, give me a break. This is a relationship <laughs> podcast. I, I'm pairing it with us. I think when I, we, do, I wish I had a picture of my hamster. It was actually Just that's kidding. horrible. This, these these questions are for me. I think it was when if I could have taken a picture with my eyes, it would have been the first time that we met at Starbucks. End of the date, you made cookie Oreo bar oh, yeah, balls things. You. you ran to your car to get them. I could have taken a picture of that. Aww. If it's tied to relationship, That's there are many nice. other things, but that comes to That's mind. Nice. Boom. Uh, you have many more, so do another one. I think that's a bad one. What do you have a hard time saying no to? Tuh. A lot of things. Probably probably work stuff. I'm yeah. so bad at that. I'm so bad at that. Yeah, you are. He's really bad at taking time off. I'm so bad at it. It's just such a it's just such a like a it I think the f- money financial things has always yeah. been such a tight thing for me that I almost like stress about that way too much. Yeah. Um, so maybe saying no to like work, work obligations, work obligations, like, like asking work like, oh, I'll take the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. How many do you have left? You go. All right. <laughs> I like this one cause we were just there and I love your hometown. Um, what do you love about your hometown? That's the actual card too. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. thought that was good. Um, nothing. Give me a I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mystic Connecticut, by the way. I... You're just there. I love the most. I mean, my family's there, but I, mean, I feel like that's difficult. Like, you mean like something in the house, like in the town? What do you love? I mean, most I think I loved home? living near the ocean. Okay, that's and, like, fair. And like, it was super close. Like, I mean, it was just like I could smell it. Like walking outside certain times of year, I could smell the ocean and just like exploring the cool critters. Like, like yeah. in the shallow depths. I told you, like going kayaking and like just seeing all the critters underneath you. Like it's so, it's like a world under there. It's so cool. I think we're finally getting the podcast where people are feeling our energy. 
because now I feel it. I feel like this is our our normal vibe back and forth. So good. I love Mystic Connecticut, and through you're not supposed to be answering the question. I I think you said <laughs> it's my it, question. I think you said. Ready? What have you learned this week? What have I learned this week? Oh my god, that is a really good one. What have I learned this week? Five, four. Oh my god, don't do that. Three, that makes it even worse. That makes two, it even worse. One. Um, listening to actually, Ames bought me this book. Um, Jordan Peterson, Twelve Who Laws is Ames? of Life. You. Um, Twelve Laws of Life. I think something like that. I forget the title, but it's by Jordan Peterson. Um, I learned a bunch of stuff in there about lobsters how lobsters what? actually are, have been around for like millions of years and how they have a similar endocrine system and as the dinosaurs as dino they were around for dinosaurs you didn't know that? but then they're yeah but well hey this is why i'm listening you're to the 40 book. years you're, old you oh my god this. give me a break uh, he was talking about this in his sleep can we just talk about how mike laughs in his sleep every night and i have like <laughs> terrible sleep it's because mike wakes up laughing what have i learned this week i i learned a little bit about that um I learned a lot about the, the... How about you learned that I'm your fiance? Yeah, but I knew that from a while oh back. Oh, my God. So, all right, hit Confidence. me with another one. Hit me with another one. I learned a lot. Uh, can you explain how you express anger? Oh, my God. Can I explain how I... Mine is this. I bottle it, bottle it, bottle it, question. bottle it, bottle it, blow up over something stupid <laughs> as F. And then people it's, are like, why and, are you angry about this? And you like, I don't take know. it out on the dog, <sighs> and then I get mad. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I do it. No, so Mike what, doesn't wait. abuse our dogs, but... No, no, all right. What? Say that again. What's the question? How do you express anger? I express it by bottling it, bottling it, bottling it, That's and great. not expressing it. And then I, like I said, I blow up over something stupid, and I get frustrated. So I'm like passive-aggressive over it. I'm working on that because I think the first thing is the first step is awareness of it. So, so next time you get angry, I'm gonna secretly tape you, and then we'll apply it the next day so you can see. You'll be like, why did <laughs> we get to talk about it? Why did he get mad over toast? They're like, because he bottled I'll it up it on right the Facebook weeks. page. Yeah, I think that one. All right, uh, we um, are. Wait, we, yo, you got another one? What global problems concern you most? I think, I mean, I know it's so taboo, but it's, I, I don't even want to categorize it as global warming. I think that's, that's a... When I said global, it's not to use the word, in the, like, the problem. Uh, be anything. What, say it again? What global problem concerns you most? Oh my God, there's so it many. It could be like, it could be like violence. It could be gun control. It could be global warming. It could be... There's two I things. Don't know. I'll, I'll, I'm going to give you twofold here. One, fiat currency, which is fake currency which is like the u.s dollar or things like that oh because God. you can print it so it's so it's not anybody in, on the podcast want to talk about this with i would because love he talks to talk about i would I love no to have a finance podcast so if there's somebody any out there that financial wants to talk, people please 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 please, please so, help me so two things fiat currency where you can go down in the basement and print it that's that's what that is for me so i think silver that's silver and gold big time second the <laughs> second is humans impact on the world meaning we're all here we're all doing different things we're all building houses we're all putting things in the ground we're all taking things from the ground the humans impact i think we need to have a, a big focus on that and that does not concern you i have of never course it does. i have never heard you speak of such a thing that I, <sighs> what are you talking about all right we're at an hour and two minutes no, last question i don't know what you're talking about that's that concerns me because I think of like the future generations. How are we going to, the, the environment's not going to care how we, if we all go and disappear, guess what? This, the, the, the world is going to be like, who cares? That's We're going to take. aliens will come and take us away. Well, all right. So. What's the last question? Last question, Cutler. What are you. Are you, you going to call me Farnsworth when I change No, it's still always going to be Cutler. All right. <laughs> last one. What are your favorite apps? Meaning. Apps applications not appetizers apps well we all know your favorite app candy crush <laughs> mike keeps me up playing candy crush no can we can i just say how we have a shared account and i looked at the account last month and he charged 55 dollars in gold bars <laughs> <laughs> he bought and he said he doesn't remember come on hit me with a real answer what are the that what are your really favorite answer. apps no what are I your favorite apps like should I, I don't know i need my phone Come on. Ways? 
That is so bogus. It's not even funny. Facebook? Oh my god. Okay, I like podcasts. Um, Horrible. Candy Crush it would have been the answer crush. to that. Give me a break. What the heck? I like um Candy Crush. I what else? Where's my phone? No, Can you're you not gonna answer. Phone? We don't have time for you yes, to we get, do. search Grab for your phone. phone. Oh my Jeez. god, this is like asinine. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so I like um the Fitbit app. I like Audible. I like Candy Crush. Oh, Cruelty Cutter. Can we say that? So there's this really cool app called uh, Cruelty Cutter. And um, it actually, you scan the barcode of different items. So when I buy like soap or uh, a lot of like dish dish soap or like um, household cleaners, you actually can scan um, the barcode and you can see if it was tested on animals or not. And if it was, it'll tell you. If it wasn't, it'll say it's cruelty free. And that's a really important app to me. I use it all the time in the grocery store. <laughs> no, it is super. This you know super, I do it. I know. I understand. And super thank you important. for shouting out those those very nice oh, apps. Oh. All right. That was supposed to be like one of those funny things. Like, ah, what's your favorite apps? And you're like, Candy Crush. But that's your, your favorite, favorite app. So yeah. why would I say that? It bombed. It bombed. Horrible. <laughs> that's your favorite right. app. Ask one anybody thing, at Kickboxing. All right. We're way over time. Let's do this. We have... Ames, I would love to have you back. You're a housemate. I'm not quite sure about how I feel. That's true. All right, one thing we want to do. One thing, hold on, let's get through this. So one thing that we wanted to get on this podcast, but we unfortunately did not because we're over an hour already, is the difference between different terms that are being brought up. So the difference between soulmates, twin flames, and kindred spirits. So we're going to read just a short thing here, and then I think at a future time we'll get into this deeper, but soulmates twin flame uh twin flames <laughs> twin flames so, so let's here we go soulmates twin flames and kindred spirits are all phrases that have been used to describe relationships that touch our souls and change our lives forever but what is the difference between all of these terms so we wanted to kind of go into and i think on your uh engagement post you talked about uh twin flames but the difference between so maybe we'll have a follow-up podcast where we can go into those deeper um because we did we printed out some stuff too it's it's super interesting because you hear the thing like soulmate tossed around and all these different things um and it's just kind of cool that we'll get into that at some point because even like soulmates has different categories soul friends soul teachers soul companions i have never heard of any of this before you printed this out kid (laughs) All right. Uh, We are an hour and six minutes. We got to go or we're not going to be able to upload this podcast. Amy Cutler, Penny (laughs) Farnsworth. I love you, kid. Did you say Penny Farnsworth? Pending Farnsworth. Will Penny be Farnsworth? Oh, another weird thing. She wants to go through the course. My uh, brother grew up with the Farnsworths. Like yes, one of his yes. best friends' last name is Farnsworth. Also was a Mike Farnsworth, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, there's a Mike Farnsworth. All right. Sorry. We, we got to end it. Uh, let's do it again soon. Next week coming up, we have Luke from I Love Kickboxing. It's going to be... I'm super, super fired up for that. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm very fired up for that. Will I'm I be here? Ready. I don't know if I'll be here. I mean, if we want to... We have three mics, so I want you to jump in on that if you would like to. We'll it just makes it go by super fast, too. But either way, uh, everybody, thank you for tuning in. We hope you got maybe something. I feel like we jumped all over. We're out of here. Amy, I love you, kid. Love you, kid. <laughs> thank you for doing this. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Lee. Ha <laughs> ha